You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yelton, we have a podcast. Diving, diving deep. Both on and off the field, here's Sean Pendergast and Pro Football Hall of Famer, the General, Sean McClain. Welcome Welcome to Utopia. All right, uh, let's do it. Four stock up, four stock down, and then uh, let's start to get ready for week four here as Pittsburgh comes to town. John, the uh, the floor is yours. We do four stock up, four players or storylines, whatever the case, that are pointed in the upward direction. Then we'll do four stock down on players and such that are moving in the opposite direction. Uh, we start with the stock up. The floor is yours, John. Who's your first one? Sean, I don't. There's there's a lot that I could say that, that would be better than this, but I feel like after the way I've ripped them so much and given them Fs and everything, the offensive line with four starters out, including Laramie Tunsil again, they, they had their best day rushing, 86 yards, and yes, a lot of it, was mock up mop up at the end of the game, but it's still 86 yards. And you may think people, oh, they only rushed for 86 yards. They were averaging 62. And the fact that that CJ Stroud was hit only four times after 19 hits in the first two games, no sacks after 11 sacks in the first two games, I think the offensive line collectively should take a bow because we saw when they had some time what he's capable of doing. So mine is the offensive line and the new coach, Chris Drosser. He's got to, boy, he's got to be breathing a big sigh of relief. Absolutely. I, John, it was funny on the post game show. We just got done doing Clint Sterner and I, Josh Jones's uncle called into the post game show <laughs> and he was saying specifically to me, cause he's been listening to me rip the offensive line and probably Josh all week long. He's like, Hey man, when are you going to give him some praise, man? Like they didn't give up any sacks. Like you, you know, you're going to sit there and criticize. And we had already praised the offensive line. I think he wanted me to single out Josh and give him some praise. Yeah. And I, I, um, 
I didn't cave too much. I mean, I gave the line their props again, but I pointed out to him, I said, he is a professional athlete. And this is the job that I'm in. I can't just sit here and not criticize people because their family lives in Houston and roots for the Texans. So, um, but uh, yeah, it was much better today. The running was, you know, the running was what it was and the run, the running game is going to be what it is. I think until they get their full complement, or at least a, a, a better complement of guys, their two tackles, maybe more than anything else, once they get them back. But that was encouraging to see that, to see that Bobby Slowick, who even though the Texans were leading all game long, they never trailed in this game. I still felt like he put the game on CJ Stroud more than he did the running game. It felt he like did. the running game was more a compliment to CJ than vice versa. And he wasn't doing that last week, even down three touchdowns against the Colts. He was still leaning on the running game, even though they couldn't move the ball on the ground. So I, I do feel like they've kind of found something where if they can just, if they can grind out a few yards on the ground just to make the other team respect it a little bit, that the offensive line might be able to hold up. Now this, this week, Ooh. you know, it's Ooh. this is a tough one. Yeah, no, this, nice, Smith. yeah, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, so yeah, offensive line is is a good one. I'm gonna go Tank Dell, John. We had Tank Dell on the post game show here. Uh, he he is somebody who has gotten open basically since he set foot on the practice field at training camp this year. Always open at practice in joint practices. Uh, in preseason games and now in regular season games, John, he had five catches today and they were all important. You know, they, they had the two, he had the two deep shots, obviously, but the, the first deep shot setting up the first touchdown, as I mentioned earlier, I felt that was the one that the Texans could breathe a little bit. I, it was a really well-thrown ball by, by CJ into a group of three guys dropped it in the bucket to tank. It was great concentration and tracking by tank on that play. And, and then the, the one, the 68 yard touchdown, and this to me, maybe this is a combo stock up. Maybe I'm sprinkling Bobby Slowick in here tangentially in this whole thing. That was a third and three with about nine minutes to go in regulation with the Texans up by 10. And they were at their own 32 yard line. And I promise you that the last at least three head coaches or play callers would not have been calling deep shots to a wide receiver on third and three up 10. They would have, they would have done something that either guaranteed the clock kept moving or a much more conservative play call. I give Bobby Slowick credit. I give Tank Dell credit. I give CJ Stroud credit. Tank Dell, especially Clint pointed this out in the post game show. You know, Tank was originally looking over his right shoulder for that ball and where CJ threw it and put a lot of air under it. He had to turn, you know, and, and kind of, you know, get his head on a swivel and get turned around and keep eyes on the ball to his left. It was a really nice adjustment by Tank, but just so wide open. And even the other plays he had, John, that weren't deep shots, you know, the third and five that they had to review uh, just before the half to keep that drive going a little bit. Um, and then there was another third down catch that he had. What a find he's been in the third round. What I mean, what a great day. You know, what a great day for the rookie class. You know, and I don't want to name too many specific names because you might have them in stock up. But they had five, at least five rookies contributing heavy today to this win. And one of them was Jared Patterson, the center, who never gets any love but has not had one mishandled snap. We see that all the time in the NFL, yep. an exchange. And he was playing guard throughout training camp, and he's done a pretty good job. And I wonder, I'm guessing Josh Jones will be the left guard uh, when everybody's back and Kendrick Green, unless Kendrick Green keeps that position. But do you know that Tank Dell has just set a team record for uh, yards 
by a Texans rookie receiver in his first three games, hmm. surpassing Andre Johnson. And today he set a team record for most yards receiving by a rookie, uh, surpassing Andre Johnson. So Tank Dell has written his name into the Texans rookie record book. I love it. I love it. He's a really good player, John. They've got that receiving room. Whatever concerns or whatever sort of uh, shade they were getting thrown at them by experts saying this is one of the worst receiving rooms in football, that's just flat out wrong. It's not. It's it, Nico Collins is a good receiver. Tank Dell is an explosive playmaker. Robert Woods is a dependable vet. John Mechie got involved today a couple of times. That was good to see. See John Mechie get his hands on the ball. So um, I like this receiving core, and I like what CJ's doing with them. What's your next stock up, John? Yeah, I was thinking experts like us. Um, my next one is the guy who made the biggest play who is on all the highlight shows, will make Sports Center top 10, I'm guessing, and he's going to get more love on one play than Stroud and Tank, and that is Andrew Beck, the fullback, who's got no business returning a kickoff. He got in the way of the returner at the, at the 10, and then he dropped it, and he picked it up at the, at the 15, and I'm thinking, just fall on it. Maybe you won't fumble if you get tackled. And he broke, I went back and watched it. He broke five tackles going across the field and down the right sideline. And I kept thinking, well, he's out of bounds. He's out of bounds. And Jacksonville did a terrible job of tackling Andrew Beck, who's a fullback. And it was, it was, we've never, I've seen a lot of kickoff returns and I've seen a few taken back for touchdowns of the Texans, but never by a fullback who doesn't have speed, but somehow got down the right sideline, breaking every tackle, and that was, it, it just changed the complexion of the game. It was 17-10. to 10. I thought, sure, the Jaguars were going to come back. And then here's Andrew Beck. Last week, a lot of people wanted Nick Casario to be fired because he drafted two guys, Derek Stingley Jr. and Kenyon Green, who've been hurt. And so now oh, Nick's looking pretty good this week with his rookies and free agent signings like Andrew Beck. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He is for sure, for sure. Uh, Clint and I got a stat sent to us by Aaron Raybold, our tech, the Texans engineer on the road games. He's part of our team here at Sports Radio 610. A uh, little factoid for you, John. Andrew Beck at 255 pounds is the heaviest player with a kickoff return for a touchdown of at least 50 yards in NFL history. Wow. Yeah. That is unbelievable. <clears throat> Of at least 50 yards, because, you know, sometimes you get those hands guys that scoop up an onside kick and take it back yeah. uncontested. So he actually had one where he had to, you know, kind of look at all the chicanery going on in front of him, get to the edge, and then use that explosive speed of his up the sidelines. <laughs> Whoever that last Jaguar was that took that angle on him, like, you, dude, you, you're faster than him. You could angle him out of bounds. He's diving at his legs. And, and Beck kicked his legs up. He was high-stepping at one point, John. You got to ask Frank Ross now. Beck's going to be back on the goal line from now on, right? I I asked Tank Dell that. I I said, "Hey Tank, I said I know it's a kickoff return, not a punt return. 
but is back over there getting in Frank Ross's ear, seeing if he can take some of your take some of your snaps at punt return, see if they can stick him back there, number 47. <laughs> he laughed. Um, all right. Uh last stock up for me, John. Let's go. Uh we've we've hit we've hit Dell, we've hit the offensive line, we hit special teams. We got to make sure the defense gets some love in here. So I'm gonna throw Blake Cashman in here. Uh two huge plays in this game. He had the fumble recovery uh, off the Eric Murray. Uh, uh, hit on Agnew right before the half, set the Texans up to go down and get a field goal. And then the interception, which, you know, John, you were at every practice like I was during training camp. That's what Blake Cashman was doing during training camp until he got hurt. He, the only thing that stopped him in training camp was injury. He was first string linebacker on the depth chart. And then he suffered that hamstring injury and he was out for forever. It felt like for pretty much all the preseason games, as well as the, um, as well as the first, you know, a couple regular season. I don't know if he played last week or not. He, you know, he didn't get in very much. But with Denzel Perryman out, they slide Henry Toa Toa to the Mike linebacker, put the green decal on his helmet, and in comes Blake Cashman to play. I guess the Sam linebacker. He was great today. Um, he's a really good athlete, John. I mean, there was that one play where he got matched up with Calvin Ridley, that Ridley dropped the touchdown pass early in the game. You don't want that to be the case, obviously. You don't want Blake Cashman covering Calvin Ridley. But I'll say this for a guy who's kind of a kind of sort of bulky linebacker. He was running pretty well with Calvin Ridley on that play. You know, again, I wouldn't put him on Calvin Ridley, but he was running with him pretty decent. Um, but the two turnovers were huge in this game. Absolutely immense. They came at the perfect time. There's never a bad time for it, but especially the interception, John, like that, that came at the perfect time, right? When they need, you know, Jacksonville is kind of starting to feel themselves a little bit there. Um, in the second half and starting to score some points. And so I'm going to give Cashman his love. I think that's great. That diving interception he made where he laid out like a outfielder running and chasing a, a fly ball on a line drive. There's not a wide receiver could have made a better play on this team on that because nope. it was just tremendous. And I don't know how long Perryman's going to be out, but Toa had he's in on 10 tackles, six unassisted. Yeah. And they got to feel good about the way the defense played, I mean, it's amazing. They had Graylon Arnold, Kadar Holman, Steven Nelson's played really well. And he's been playing well through the first two games, and he made some big plays. And they finally got a tackle for loss. They have won in their last two games. Five hits on the quarterback, two by Will Anderson, who had that big punt block, and then two by Malik Collins, who's not a pass rusher. but. That thing about not getting a tackle for loss is driving me crazy. Yeah. And now they finally have one and two. Ones. 